0: Greetings, brothers and sisters in Christ, and welcome to the Innocent Redeemed podcast. I'm your host, Ray Bergman, and the topic of today's show is make your wrongs right. So brothers and sisters, I'm going to do something differently that I have not done before. I'm going to release this as one podcast for those of you who enjoy listening to the episode all in its entirety, but I'm also going to release it in two parts because I know there's those of you who work or you're busy doing other things, and so for those of you who don't have the time to listen all at once. I found it might be easier for you to digest if I put it into two parts. And so at the end of part one, if that's the way you're listening to this, you'll hear me tell you that that's the conclusion. And then part two will pick up where the continuation would have been when it was done in its entirety. I have with me today brother many rounds, and he's no stranger to Innocence Redeemed. You guys have heard him before. Um, We're going to be presenting a lot of content today, some of which you've heard, uh, talked more in depth before, but we're going to try to sum up other things. He's just going to continue with what we have seen and the developments that have happened since then. As you know, I have him on every two and a half to three months for an update. I realize it's the Christmas season, but I asked many rounds when we were talking on the phone about this. I said, do you want to do this after Christmas or before Christmas? What does your spiritual barometer say? And he uh, said, well, I feel the sooner the better. So, I'm pretty much going to give him the floor, and without further ado, welcome to the show, Many Rounds. Great having you back.
1: Well, thank you, Ray. It's good to be here again.
0: So, you had some uh, tidbits of information you wanted to share with the listeners as to where you've seen things have been and what your spiritual barometer is uh, saying right now. Do you want to share what's on your mind with listeners?
1: Um, sure, sure. It's, I was just thinking a minute ago, you know, this is such a... Uh, trip for me because I remember wanting to hear this kind of thing years ago when I I was um, searching you know searching out the Lord and searching out the stuff he was showing me a little bit and I I was like I'd go out to the desert and uh you know sit around a campfire out there just to get away from the city and all that and then and get some headspace you know and uh I'd sit out there and I'd try to tune my dial my radio in. And every once in a while, um, you know I'd get somebody like uh, like Art Bell would have uh, Steve Quayle on or um, George Norrie would have like Steve Quayle on or somebody like that. And uh, you know it was it was such a treat to pick up some information finally from somebody you know out there that was getting the same thing I was getting. So in that light, I, I imagine there's there's folks out there that are like us, that, that are hungry for what the Lord has to say or what, what he's putting out right now. I mean, I'm sure that that a lot of folks are getting the same things we are, you know, and some things are different. Some things are like all, all little pieces of a big puzzle, you know, today, as a matter of fact, I wasn't really thinking about it at all that much, but, uh, I was really tired. I, I was working on a vehicle and I was, suddenly just exhausted, right and i I thought, gosh, I'll just take a little recharge nap, you know, a little combat nap so i i uh I crashed out, and during this time I was napping i had these i had this like little vision dream thing happen, and it was it's been a while since I've had one, so what i saw i heard first i heard i heard a word, and it had to do with, uh, I guess you call them the Nephilim or the, the bad guys. And they're coming down from the high places and they're coming down with fury, okay? And it, it sounded like Isaiah, kind of, the way it was worded, you know, the exact wording of it was it was actually kind of beautiful. But um, to the point, that was basically what it was. And I, I was with someone and I was showing them on a piece of paper. I was showing them this huge ship, okay, like a uh, spacecraft, right? Huge, gigantic ship. And I drew to 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 draw the relative size of it to you know to something to compare to. I drew uh, a little tiny picture of the Starship Enterprise next to it to give it some scale, you know. And uh, this thing was from what I could tell from the scale of the enterprise, I know how long that, that ship is. It's about 900 to 1,000 feet long. It's the original ship. And so I, I gauged it out, and it's this this other craft was about three miles long. I mean, it was huge, just gigantic. And it was kind of shaped like a, like if you were to, to build a ship in the 40s, you know, like they used to build cars with rounded fenders and rounded hoods, and everything was kind of rounded. yeah and uh I mean it it was sort of that kind of look to it, and it but it was long it was it was huge, and it had these different shaped curves of these bulbs, these like almost like muscles so that were along the whole thing of it and and with a few fins or something i it was hard to tell kind of, but the word I heard though when I saw this thing was massive, massive, just massive, and you know i i I half woke up and I was just thinking about it for a minute, and I was like, "Wow, wh- wh- what was that?" you know?" And uh, in that light, I, I know that these guys are coming soon, you know, And uh, I know their game plan is basically to deceive everyone, you know, and uh, get everybody believing that they are our progenitors, or, or they're the ones that planted us here, and they're the ones that created us and all this garbage. And the feeling I got the knowing that I got with this was that this you know when you read in the in the in the scripture uh second thessalonians there where it says uh God will give them over to a strong delusion right and uh they'll believe a lie well when you read that people read that and maybe they read it you know cavalierly you know and and, and they don't really let it soak in deep but uh the feeling i got was that this deception this this whole uh scam that they're going to put over everybody is going to be so convincing and so well uh orchestrated that it's going to convince a lot of people christians included you know that that these guys and and they're going to maybe raise some doubts in their minds as to Uh, You know, if they're not really grounded in in, in God and they really don't walk with the Lord as like they should, they're putting themselves at great risk of being having been hoodwinked. You know, I mean, when you think about what's happened with these vaccines, right, and how people just willy nilly went to go get them out of uh, fear that was brought on to them by listening to the garbage every day. You know, and, and and they went down and did it, and and so now it's something they can't undo. The only, the only one who can undo that is the Lord Himself. If, if they pray and repent, you know, that's their only course of action on that. Mm-hmm. So, but the point is that they got they got hoodwinked. You know, they got they got conned into believing this garbage with this brainwash. Um, just you know, everything is just you know, blah blah blah, twenty four seven. Go to, you know, come down. We got to do it for the good of everybody and all this garbage, you know. And everybody thinks, oh, it's a good thing. It's the right thing to do and all this. Well, if they told you that it's the right thing to do to go walk off a cliff, you know. Hey, it's the right thing to do, you know. It's good for the earth and all this garbage. Are you going to believe it? In a, in a way, it's the same thing. It's like these people are bent on killing us all. And that is their goal. I mean, when it says, you know, he's he's here to kill, steal, and destroy it's, it's a serious thing, and, and he's it's like people, maybe they read that cavalierly as well, and they don't grasp that, look, these guys, at the soonest opportunity, are going to slit your throat, you know? They're going to take you down. They're going to kill you. They're going to take your stuff and throw you in a camp. I mean, and it's going to happen lickety-split. One of these days... You know, in the middle of the night, there'll be a knock at the door with horns blaring and lights flashing and all this stuff. And if you haven't been given a heads up or you're not thinking in that way at all, you're in for a heck of a surprise, you know, and it's not going to be a good one. Sort of like what I'm getting is that judgment is here now. And at any moment, you know, there'll be some, I don't know if you're getting it, but I, like you, you, you mentioned earlier about how. You you get this feeling like something is about to drop, right? The other shoe or whatever.
0: Well, I'm feeling it on two different levels, actually. I'm feeling like that there are good things coming for those who are walking with the Lord and doing what we're supposed to do, doing his works, abiding in him. And then I feel there's those who are sitting on the fence and not doing what they're supposed to do, or they're somewhat lukewarm and they're having trouble believing where things are, or they're in denial. and so. What each person is doing, that's going to depend on where they are. And that's why I presented all the testing um, podcasts and everything that we're going through, because it's getting us ready for what comes. But I believe that's what you that's that's what I believe I've been getting. Um, But go ahead and yeah, continue.
1: It's just like a knowing. It's just a knowing, you know, the Holy Spirit has transferred the knowledge of, of this time. And it's severity to his people that were, that are listening that are that are seeking him out and listening and and searching the word and and searching you know things out that it, it's whatever's coming's going to be coming pretty quick time is up and we're on borrowed time you know if there's anything you need to do right now like uh, apologize to someone you know or forgive someone or um make amends with someone or or just something you you've always wanted to do for the Lord and, and you and you put it off well go do it um seek him out really hard and go and do it and you know visit a person in prison or go to the local bridge and, and find someone that's living out of a cardboard box and hand them a turkey dinner or something. You know I mean all these things everything we do is recorded everything we do is recorded. Okay, it's written down. There's angels standing around us all the time, just watching what we do good and what we do bad. You know, and you know everybody is guilty or ha- it was guilty. You know, until they've, they they ask for forgiveness and and all and his blood covered their what they did and they repented and and they go the straight path again. You know, they're good, but it's just like. Now's
0: the time to make. It's the time to shine and let your examples be shown to others. And we're told to do that in the word. We are told to do that, and there tends to be a lot of well, no no one's perfect, and it's like yes, but we need to stop leaning on that as an excuse. We need to stop using that as a crutch. You you don't stop occupying the time. You got to keep occupying the time and doing what's right, and doing as you would have done unto you. I don't know exactly where many are right now. I feel it's the holiday season and perhaps maybe they're, you know, feeling this could be their last Christmas and it very well could be a last Christmas for all of us, but it, it doesn't matter. We still need to push forward and do what we're supposed to do. And I believe the Lord will be creating opportunities for us still to do that for a time.
1: Yeah. Kind of what I've been getting is, is like uh, batter up, you know, gosh, it's so awesome to, to give us, plenty of warning about it. And, and to, um, you know, give us a heads up about where we are, you know, if we're listening to him, if we're seeking him about it, call that long lost relative or whatever, call that person that you might've done wrong to, or, or that you, uh, you you left something undone maybe and seek the Lord about it. But, you know, in some cases it may not be a good idea, but, yeah, send them a note, even, or a letter. It's just say, you know... Um,
0: it's important to note that some cases you can't, or you can't reach the person, but it's about forgiving in your heart, too. But if you can yeah. make the effort, you should.
1: Right. You know, And it, and then, it's like you said, you know, somebody came to the door and said, hey, your mom and your sisters are outside or whatever. And he said, hey, you know what? Look around you. Right here are my mother and my brother and my sisters. You know, those who are doing the will of God. So, it's like, you know, you don't necessarily have to reach out to the actual family or anything. It's like somebody out there is hurting, you know, and the Lord will lead you to that person. And maybe you can uplift them or you, you can just sit there and just be right next to them for a minute or two, you know, of your time.
0: That was the and message just... I was trying to share in the Thanksgiving podcast. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you had, to, had a chance to listen to that. And um, also what you were just saying about the great deception a little bit ago. I talked about that in the previous podcast I did where I was talking about, will you be offended? Because when this deception presents, so many are going to be swindled by that who weren't paying attention. And I did bring it in that it could be an alien deception. And it was interesting because I listened to a show that uh, Doug Hagman did where he had Steve Quayle on. And one of the things that Steve said, and I had not heard this until after I'd recorded that podcast, he said that a lot more people now are believing in aliens than they are believing in God. That shows you just where it is for many, or there's still many believing there's some political solution out there. And we have indicated many, many times that that time is running out and that's not the case.
1: Yeah. uh, It's the, the, uh, the brainwashing has been effective. I mean, these, these people that are running all this, they're highly trained and well, versed in the deceptive skill you know that's what they do and they've been going at they've been doing it for well long long time and, and they've handed it down from generation to generation to their people you know and so i mean think about it now they've got the most uh, awesome technological tool at their disposal which is you know television radio and the internet Okay. And now they've got those tools to use to disseminate their propaganda and their brainwash on a constant basis. You know, people like unwittingly, they they flip their radio on in the morning and they listen to it all day long and they're working or whatever they're doing. But every day they they hear that ad or they hear this thing over and over and over and over again. And, you know, it's like the, the seeds are being planted they're, they're planted deep in their subconscious or their brain and when something comes up that's related to that well the opinion has already been formulated in their head you know that well this is you know we have to do this because uh, you know um they're waving that flag so let's let's you know let's go do our duty or whatever you know it's just it's just uh very effective it's very effective and uh you know that that's why, in the same vein, that's why the Lord stresses to us to be feeding off Him and His Word a lot every every chance we get is to to read His Word and and to be in prayer and like like I said, I think the last time I was on, it's like, you know, none of us are probably doing that as much as we could. Okay, we're all guilty of that because we get busy with this or that, or we're trying to make the bills and, you know. Bring bring the bread on the table and stuff, and and it just gets, uh, you know.
0: Well, the attacks it, have been ramping up a lot.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's just something we need to keep at. We need to be doggedly determined to follow the narrow path and and stick on it and and do the right thing. I mean, that's that's kind of what I'm getting. And the, do it now. Do it now. Don't wait. Do it now. You know, whatever you're gonna do, do it now because time's up. And Whatever's going to happen, happens, okay? The, the ability for everyone to, to communicate or to visit or to do anything like that is going to be uh, very difficult. There's a lot of reasons why, but you're just not going to be able to jump in your car and drive down to uh, Florida, you know what I mean? Or go to see uh, uh, Death Valley, you know, or, or go see uh, the Grand Canyon, I mean, that, or, or visit a relative off in some other state. Because things are going to change real quick. And you're just not going to have that ability anymore. And they're going to use their tools to curtail uh, Christians, especially, in being able to conduct any business whatsoever, you know. And they're turning us into the enemy every day. I mean, you you can see it coming. I mean, it's like this um, snowball out of hell that's coming at us. And its tentacles are reaching throughout everything that are just anti-christian anti-christ you know uh on the 444 prophecy channel you know i I can't remember the guy's name but he had a, a, a a little um article there and it was about the the first rider of the apocalypse right it's the white horse the guy with the crown and he has a bow right and this guy got a revelation from the lord about the bow and the Lord told him that the bow is not like a weapon. Okay. The bow is a rainbow. I mean, it's used as, it's weaponized, sure. They, they turn it into a weapon and they turn his promise and his, what he did with the rainbow, and they turned it around into a, a projection of evil, you know, that is encompassing the whole earth. And it's this rainbow coalition. It's this LGBT thing, you know, this all these um, sodomites that are just rampantly running rapid, rapid throughout uh, society to change the laws and change this and change that and turn us into the bad people, you know? I mean, the Bible is going to be outlawed, okay? It's going to be banned, and they're going to make it a, a capital offense to own one or to say the word Jesus Christ, you know? I mean, it's going to be that bad. People have got to suck it up and smell the coffee and realize that, hey, guess what? These dudes are good for us. They're good for us.
0: That is interesting, Many Rounds, that you've got that revelation because the last podcast I did, I specifically mentioned the persecution. And I played a clip that they were trying to mute out any time like a news broadcast was done or they were interviewing somebody who was on a sports team. They were muting out anytime time somebody would say Jesus or they would cut the transmission.
1: Yeah. Well, it's like poison to them, you know? It's poison to them,
0: you know? That persecution, it started. They're censoring people on on YouTube.
1: Yeah.
0: And I've told people who are on YouTube, I'm like, you need to join me on my other platforms because YouTube is the worst at censoring right now. Yeah. It's like, it's not people who aren't tuning in. It's like, they're not seeing it. Because I've even done searches and I'll notice certain things don't come up. Like that I've searched where they should come up.
1: Yeah, yeah yeah I've noticed that, that there are some uh there's some movies now that are not available anymore, you know they're hard to get they're hard to find or whatever. If you don't they, already
0: own it on disc it, yeah, and this yeah. is another thing. they're trying to eliminate physical media because they don't want people to have hard copies of things. right. I remember I right. jokingly said to my brother a few years ago, we were, I think it was July fourth or something we were watching The Patriot, you know that movie I don't know if you ever saw the one with Mel Gibson. yeah. And we have that, and I said I, I said, I hate to say it, but in probably a few years, this movie's going to be outlawed.
1: Yeah, and Braveheart 2, probably. And, you know, whatever movie sheds any, any light on the truth, you know?
0: They're trying to rewrite history, is what they're doing. That's why they're making all yeah. these remakes, and they're, a lot of them are perverted, or they're being politically correct and woke about it. I mean, yeah. it's, it's all worldly, but it just goes to show you where things are headed.
1: Yeah. It's... <laughs> that was another thing was, you know, the the flood, the flood of filth has been gradual up to now kind of, but it's going to accelerate, you know, every day that passes, it's, it's just, you can see how it's, they're getting more and more emboldened to project their, their thinking and, and their, that spirit is growing, you know, the way the guy put it in that, article was the Lord told him it was the spirit of Sodom. You know, the spirit of Sodom is really the thing that's at work and they're using it to push their garbage. It's like somebody dumping, uh, you know, a load a garbage truck coming up to your front lawn and dropping the load on your front lawn and driving away. And, you know, if you protest about it, well, you're the bad guy. And, and more trucks are coming, and they're going to dump more on your lawn. And if you say anything bad about them or, or whatever, well, you're the bad guy. You, you know, you, you need to get along. You need to just get along and, and, and accept what, uh, what we've dictated. you know It's
0: stunning you're mentioning all this, like I said, because I just talked about all this, and you said you had not even listened to that podcast yet, and that's exactly what I'm mm-hmm. saying. It's like, are you going to stand for the truth when they start persecuting? and you're bringing that out and that's what the lord said would happen he when he gave me a word it wasn't, was it i think it was june last year i remember i woke up one morning and he said the white horse is riding and he said they're coming for my people
1: right yeah exactly
0: and i said it, it, and it's been and it seems like it's been slow rolling but it's been it's been going on it's just now it's more coming into the forefront like now you can see it i think the other day uh, what was it biden signed something he signed some kind of thing about marriage, and it, there's a few things he's done recently. Not surprising in the least.
1: Yeah, I, I heard something about that. Um, I don't know something about marriage, but it's 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 exactly opposite of what the scriptures say. Is what it is. It's just opposite. You know, it's like that's right. The right to, to you know, and it's like that's you know. Uh, well, he, 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 those kind of folks years ago were, were borrowed with, uh, r- hot rocks, you know, lots of them and burned right off the face of the earth. So how's that going for them? You know, how's that working out for them? It's, <laughs> that, that's what they're asking for. And that's what they're going to get, you know, they're, and because the people are letting it go by and letting it be accepted that are in places of position of power that have, could say, you know, this isn't right. No matter how many times you say it, it's not right. Okay. Not that there aren't some people out there doing that. And my hat's off to those people that are, that are saying, no, 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 not here. No, we're not doing that here. And you can go pound sand, you know, but those are far and few between. I, I have not heard of a whole lot of people actually putting up a fight against this onslaught of filth, you know, that is, I mean, the White House, okay? The seat of our government is complicit in this. And our military is becoming more and more uh, infiltrated with these activists that are pushing mm-hmm. the same kind of crap that are putting our military at, at the national defense of this country is in shambles, Okay. Because we have sown the wind and we are going to reap the world wind because the guys that are supposed to be standing on the wall, that are supposed to be men, okay, with weapons willing to do violence on our behalf to protect us, well, they've been emasculated by this agenda that has just flooded the uh, structure of, of the educational portion of our military to the point where they're they're wasting time and money and resources on training the people in the military to to go along and get along and be tolerant and all this garbage. How much money do you think the Russians or the Chinese are, are spending on that kind of garbage? I don't think they're spending one thin yen or one ruble on any of that crap. They're putting their money in weapons, and they're putting their money in making their people hard and sharpening their teeth. And what was the title of the gentleman
0: who got – well, I don't even know if he considers himself a gentleman, but he got caught stealing women's luggage out of airports, and he's in charge of, like, our nuclear forces or something? I think you know who I'm talking about.
1: Was that what that was about? Okay, yeah. That's, that's what I'm talking about. It's garbage. That he, had a,
0: he had, like, a dog mask on or something.
1: Yeah, yeah. I saw something about that. There was a, a colonel, some kind of colonel in the Marine Corps, and he was putting out on Twitter or some – something like that where him and a bunch of guys that are under him were wearing this, uh, sick sodomistic junk, you know, the masks and all this stuff, dog masks. And, you know, they're, uh, that's what I'm saying. You know, the Russians are looking at this and the Chinese are looking at these people and they're just going, you know, these people don't even know what sex they are. Let's go get them. Okay. We're done with them, and and when they come, the people that are doing this kind of stuff, and the people that are pushing this kind of uh, sodomite agenda, okay, are going to be treated severely. I mean, because those people, they actually have the moral higher ground in the time. This time in history, the people that are not part of the West, the influences of Babylon, you might say are looking at this, and they're just going, these people are out of control. These people are insane. These people need to be, we need to protect ourselves from these people, okay? Because we don't want them infiltrating our society anymore. We're done with their garbage. We're done with their filth. And we're going to eliminate them, okay? I mean, it's like self-preservation for them in a way, the way they're looking at it. It just saddens me, man. Because I, you know, the the veterans of World War II that are still living, you know, I, I pray that they don't see this kind of stuff. I mean, I I pray that that they're really old, which they are. You know, I know they're old, but I mean, I hope I pray they're on some little river somewhere fishing, you know, and and they and they're just not into this uh, into the news cycle at all, and and you know, because it, it would just tear their guts out. I, it tears my guts out. You know, I just. Uh, it makes me ill thinking about it and that's that's another thing is you know you, you, we have to be careful what we expose ourselves to you know too and and that goes into another thing that i wrote a little note about was kind of backing off a little bit from all this
0: i had to do stuff. that that's why i haven't had you on in a while because a lot of what's coming out is very perverted project veritas they just released a, a video about this dean of students or something i think he was in chicago or somewhere around there and i'm not even going to mention what he was doing people can look it up for themselves it's not it's inappropriate and it gets to a point you have to like you have to turn that off you can't keep looking at it because it's too much it's like it's, it's it keeps going on and at the same time it's like people might be somewhat offended of what we're already talking about but you have to shine light on their dirty deeds you know, because yeah. there's there's many who don't even have time to pay attention to it and have don't even know what's going on. Now, m- I think most of our listeners do, but it's not exactly pleasant to talk about. I'm sure you would agree, especially if you have children.
1: No, it's not, and I want my I don't want my you know I mean children. Yeah, it's to protect them. You know, people out there have kids, okay, and you know, there's nothing you wouldn't do to protect your child, okay, and these people are after your children, okay? These people want to infiltrate their little brains and turn them into little minions for the New World Order machine, okay? Beware of it. Just be really wary of what your kids are looking at and watching and seeing. You have to educate them scripturally, okay, with right and wrong, all right? And, and then in the same vein, you have to be careful what you show them or exp- what they're exposed to. And if they see something that is off, color, okay, then you have to explain it to them truthfully with tact, but you can't hold back the truth from them because at some point they're going to be exposed to it out there on their own, and if they don't have any educated counseling from their parents about these kind of things and weighing it against the scriptures to show them that, look, this is a behavior that is not something that good people do, okay? This is not something that God has sanctioned at all. This is something that the, that the devil sanctions, okay, and the evil ones are behind all this. And so, you know, to touch each subject, you know, but it has to be addressed, okay, because our kids are at risk, okay? Our kids are high on their hit list to turn them into what, you know, whatever their evil little plans are, but you have to be really vigilant about what's going on with that. The level of evil, okay, that we are up against. Some people know because they've they've either had their lives ripped out from under them from that uh, influence or whatever, and so they are aware of it, you know. But a lot of folks maybe they're not because they haven't been thrashed in their life yet to the point where they actually have been exposed to the lowest low of evil that there is. I mean, you know, the MK Ultra mind control, sex slave, all that all that garbage, you know, that that they're probably unaware of. But all that stuff is really going on. It has been going on for a long time and a lot of the people that are behind it, they see it on their TV every day, you know they or they see it, they hear them on the radio or they hear them, they see them in movies. I mean, the sick things these people are doing, you know, behind closed doors it's it is hard to believe that they're doing it, you know, but but they are. and so this this level of evil that we're up against, uh it's as low as it can go okay and it's manifesting out into the society to where they've been gradually pushing the acceptance of these acts and this evil so that evil becomes the norm and then good thereby is canceled out and becomes the evil you know and so the scripture that says you know when they call evil good and good evil woe unto them you know woe and that's a big w-o-e Woe, you know because they're calling down the thunder on their heads they're calling down the thunder man it's a very very loud thunder with fire and flame and it's eternal and uh yeah the rainbow folks you know good grief so beware of it. I'm just saying beware of, it, of all that because it's, it's coming. And, and, and we're, we're, you know, on the most wanted list at, down at the post office. As they're setting up. up
0: the social credit system and
1: they're yeah, going to try to yeah.
0: get people. And I want to ask your opinion on something. Say that there was another mandate put in place. How many people, if you had to guess by a percentage, how many do you believe would go along with that?
1: Probably 97%. I would
0: say I was talking to a friend this morning and I don't want to, you know, name names here. um, But they said uh, to me that, Ray, do you think that, you know, most people would put up with that if they were to do the mask mandates again? And I said maybe 20 percent wouldn't at the most. I said, but most people would go quietly along with it just to keep because they don't want to make waves.
1: Yeah. When the first time it came around, you know, I wouldn't wear one. I just wouldn't do it, man. I couldn't do it. I said, no, I'm not doing this."
0: Here's the thing, you, and here's what I said I'm like, you got to watch what they do. And see, when this, when it all started, the, I'd say the first week or two, I wasn't entirely sure. And I took extra precautions. But I, uh, what I was doing was watching those press conferences every day. And I would notice that they kept changing the story. At first, they were saying, oh, no, masks don't help. You know, they're only for healthcare workers, they don't protect you. Then suddenly it was, okay, well, only the elderly. Then it was, Okay, now you need to be six feet apart and everyone needs to wear one. Now you need to wear two. Now you need to wear three. And then came the best part of it all. You had to be in your house at 10 o'clock sharp at night because the invisible boogeyman might get you. It doesn't come out at any other time. And then when you go to a restaurant, that mask is to stay on at all times until you get to your table and then it can come off in between bites. When you're at the table, you're okay. And it was getting to the utmost ridiculous, and you'd go into a store and watch people touching stuff, and touching their phone, and then touching stuff. they put the hand and touch their phone, and then touch the cart, and then be touching products, putting them back, using the keypads, going in and out one door, being herded. That was one of the things I noticed, was people being herded. I mean, think about it from that perspective. You're going in and out one door, crowding people together. Well, if you want them six feet apart, like they were in line six feet apart just minutes ago... Why are you going to cram them in and out one door, back and forth? How does that make any sense when there's two or three entrances to a store? And barking orders in the parking lot over the speakers. And I'm like, oh, this is really reminiscent of Nazi Germany, if you ask me.
1: Exactly. I had a cop. He, uh, he was in a store. <clears throat> and he walked up to me and he goes, where's your mask? And I said, I don't have one, man. And he goes, uh, well, you need to have a mask if you want to be in here. And I go, I do. I don't have one. I, I don't, I, I can't wear one. You know, I, I'm not going to wear one. Cause I know, I know, I know it makes you sick because you're breathing, you're breathing your own carbon dioxide back in your body and dirtying your blood, you know? And he said, well, it's the law. I said, it's tyranny, man. This is tyranny. And he goes, yeah. And he, he realized that I was right. You know, I, I had, he escorted me outside the store.
0: And that restriction, by the way, that varied from state to state, county to county. Yeah. See, they would trick people with lingo. They would say, you should wear a mask, or we recommend you wear a mask. We recommend strongly. You had to look at the verbiage that was on the door. Mm. But there was never any mandate. No. And the, even the sheriff says, don't call us for, to report uh, people not wearing masks, because yeah. we're not going to respond. Yeah. And if we do respond, we're going to ticket you for wasting our time. That's how it was in my area anyway
1: yeah that was the the other thing was that you know show me where in the constitution it says you know i have to wear that okay on my personal property and effects you know amendment four you know five okay it's like it doesn't say anything about that and it it says that nobody can make me do that either you know so pound sand bud, and 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 the next time it's it's going to come around again and they're going to come down with all this panic and fear and garbage and they're going to say, oh, you got to do this and you got to do that and blah, blah, blah. Well, I guess we're going to see what you know, it's going to separate the men from the boys. Right well, there. the
0: element of fear is what they're going to try to eject. And I believe what they're going to do next is the next. And by the way, they're already planning for this. The next thing they'll do is it'll be something visual. Like last time it was the invisible boogeyman and they had symptoms like, you know, the normal cold or flu. So people were running around and saying, oh, I got this, I got this. It's like you're also taking a test that's been proven that it's fake or that it's, you know, it's manipulated, it's not accurate. They were testing papayas and goats and Coca-Colas and all kinds of things around the world in different countries and showing how fraudulent that the PCR tests were. And yet they still mm-hmm. had people by the strings believing it. They're, and see, this is the thing. It was all online. It was all, yeah. you could look it up. It wasn't hiding anywhere. And then you don't even have to go into the fact that they hosted Event Two O One, uh, three months beforehand, and exactly everything they said in that drill, quote unquote, is exactly how they played it out. Everything from their official response to what the media would say. And I want to be clear: I'm not saying that COVID was fake. I'm saying that it was overhyped for what it was. It's no worse than a flu. I'm not saying it is the flu. There's like, oh, you think it's the flu? It's like, no. I'm saying is real however a coronavirus is known as a cold it can be a flu it can be any kind of respiratory infection doesn't mean it has to have a new title on it so just want to clear that up yeah then when we were all locked down people were going around filming their empty hospitals
1: yeah right
0: it's like well, where are all the sick people at there's so many sick people where are they so you know the whole thing was just shady
1: you know go get vaccinated get vaccinated how many times do you hear that a day
0: Well, that didn't come until later. Um, That was the first year it was the masks. It was the second year then they were trying to get everybody, you know, jabberwacked. And that didn't come right away. So I wouldn't hear it all the time. But I was, no, I take that back. I was actually seeing it on days that I would just have a down day. I would be laying around watching streaming TV or something and I would see ads for it. And they were constantly pushing it. And I would see the press conferences like, get vaccinated, which that in itself was creepy. But yeah. It was slogans like, better in this together, together at home. Uh,
1: Yeah, right. Propaganda,
0: propaganda concerts, all the celebrities, all the late night talk show hosts they were all in on it. Yeah. And then you had those chasing down people in the store, like, put your mask on. And, you know, just, it's like, and, and if you try to talk to them rationally, it was, there was this irrationality that was going on and it was virtue signaling. It became a whole thing about like, I'm better than you. I'm wearing my mask. Oh, look, I got my shot. I'm better than you. Now I have my yellow star. Uh, you don't get to participate. I do. And what it was doing was covering up God's image of us and it was separating us. And that's what the devil does. He divides. And additionally, brother, if you think about it, that's a preview of what's coming in the future. I mean, I saw a video of a couple in California sitting and having coffee at a boardwalk area and somebody wearing a mask came by and flung hot coffee right on the girl. I mean, the police got called and they got in trouble, but that's a preview of what's coming in the future. So that's what we were getting uh, set up for. That was a preview of what's to come.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It came up, you know, kind of an unexpected way. But in a way, I think it was counterproductive to their cause too, in a way, because people that can see and that do know and that do read their Bibles can see what this is, you know, and how close we really are to all of it coming down right now. You know, we're very close. I mean, not to put anybody in fear or anything, but but we are living in dangerous times for Christians, okay?
0: I wouldn't say, brother, that it's putting people in fear. We're preparing people by warning them of what's coming so they have the time to seek the Lord and get ready.
1: Right. It's, it's
0: they, the powers that are, think they're in control, they're the ones trying to put everybody in fear.
1: Yeah. Well, there are things coming that are, that are going to, make people's bowels unloose, you know? I mean, it's going to be pretty hairy, okay? I'm not going to put a shade over the truth of it. It, It's going to be hairy, okay? So, that's why he wants us to be prepared, and he's told us beforehand these things, okay? And so, if we read the Bible and we we read it discerningly, uh, we know how bad it's going to get. We haven't necessarily ever experienced that, so... Whatever it is we know, we know from him in our dreams or our visions or whatever, or having someone convey it to us with a word and having the Holy Spirit drive it home deep into our person, you know, to where we realize, yeah, ooh, it's going to be, we have to be close to God. We have to be as close to him as we can. That, and that's kind of the whole gist of what uh, I was thinking about this podcast was the main thing is just really get down with the Lord as much as you can now and and be at peace with Him. And if you know the bullets come tomorrow, then they come. But at least you've done what you can do while you're still on this planet. because you know, down the road, once you launched off into eternity, however method that is, you can't come back and 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 fix it. You can't come back and redo it. This is the time. This is our time. This is our moment. This is this is our time to shine like the big light, you know, that he told us about, and not be the light. You can't put under a bushel. You got to bring. You know, it's like Jeremiah. He, he was so pent up with this. He had to speak. He had to speak because it's like wine that's been, you know popping it's about ready to pop the cork you have to get it out so you know if the lord leads you to do that then do it
0: i'm looking through our texts uh from when was it i think it was uh when did we text when you first reached out to me said monday at 9 a.m was this last monday i think it was because yeah today's uh what's today today's saturday or no today's friday i'm sorry but you said they're brainwashing for lockdown again prepping the ground so what did you see about that? Because uh, we were just talking about that a moment ago. I did, I wanted to address that yeah. before we moved on.
1: Uh, I've been out working on a vehicle, you know, uh, whenever I can squeeze them in and in to work on it. And I, I've been out here working in my shop and I turn the radio on for a little while. You know, I'm listening to these news broadcasts and then they have these advertisements, you know, come on in between some of these uh, radio programs or whatever. And... I can just pick up, I'm picking up that they're, they're turning this brainwash up again, the same kind of brainwash, you know, it's the same kind of, Oh, you know, you can get your, get your, this shot or that shot here or there or whatever, you know, and all this stuff. And it's like, they're just, they're, they're, it's like they, they turned it up a notch. They turned up the propaganda a notch. And so, I I can just tell by listening what what they're talking about. And uh, some of the people, when I'm listening to them talking on some of these talk shows that are on, uh, and I can just tell that they are affected by the brainwash. I can tell by what they're saying, just what they say. And it's sad, but it's it's alarming at the same time. It's like, well, here we go again. You know, they're ramping it up because they're going to come up with something that where they're going to have to, Uh, enforce some new, uh, you know, mandates or whatever they call them. And they're going to change. I mean, they're going to strip us of of many more of our whatever liberties we think we still have. They're still going to do it. And people are still going to go along with it just to get along because they're so dependent on uh, what they think is helping them provide, I guess. And that's, their paycheck or their job or whatever it is, and, and they don't want to make any waves or lose that ability to to do these things. When they should they should be trusting God. Yeah, they should realize everything they have, everything they're ever gonna have, it comes from the Lord. And uh, you know, if you lose your job, well, guess what? The Lord's got something lined up for you somewhere down the road. You know, I mean, you, you have to have courage. You have to have the guts to say no. I'm not going to cross this line. I am not going to do what they say. I'm going to take a hit and move on. And, and, and the Lord's got something better for me down the road, you know, or I'm going to trust in him even if he doesn't, you know, if the barns are empty and the stalls are, and the grass is dry and all this stuff, and I'm going to praise the Lord anyway, you know, I forget where that is, but. Uh...
0: The verse that you're referring to was Habakkuk chapter three, Habakkuk. and that's verses yeah. 17 through 18. Though the fig tree may not blossom, nor fruit beyond the vines, though the labor of the olive may fail, and the fields yield no food, though the flock may be cut off from the fold, and there be no herd in the stalls, yet I will rejoice in the Lord, I will joy in the God of my salvation.
1: There it is. Yeah. Now that's a really good scripture to remember, okay? Because it's coming to that. And and people have to understand that everything they're you know, their sight, their hearing, their breath, their ability to walk, or even if they can't, whatever, communicate, uh, you know, everything, the food they eat, the, the air they breathe, the water they drink, it all comes from the Lord. And he brings it. He brings it. You know, I mean, he he can do it. He, he's God. <laughs> it's for him. It's a light thing, you know, for him. And that is something that if, if, you know, you walk in that, and heck, you know, what can they do to me? you know? Not much. But, you know, you think about this, too. They're in such a big hurry to eradicate Jesus Christ from the face of the earth, and every Bible, and every Christian, right? Well, what are they afraid of? You know? I mean... <laughs> if there was no power to it, if there was no truth to it, if there was nothing to it, then what are they worried about? Right? So that goes to show you where they're really at. Who is their father? You know.
0: Interesting question. It's an interesting way to pose it.
1: Yeah. I was going to say, you know, too, I, I noticed uh, on the military end, you know, um, remember a couple week, a week ago or so, there was a blurb about, a bunch of planes, cargo planes from Russia going to China. I didn't see that, but uh, you can clue us in. Yeah, I heard. I heard this. Uh, I saw it. I forget where I saw it exactly, but it might have been uh, Steve Quayle's thing or something. But I saw it somewhere else. But there was a whole bunch of uh, cargo planes, large cargo planes that were flying from Russia to China, and then back, and making lots of trips. Okay. And people were saying something like, well, maybe the, the Chinese are bringing uh, a bunch of gear for Putin to deal with Ukraine, right? Well, when I saw that, I before I heard that, I was looking the other direction. It was more like, wait a minute now. It's more like Russia is sending gear to China, okay? They're sending – I mean, you don't fly a cargo plane, you know – 6,000 miles or 5,000 miles to another country without something in it, okay? It just doesn't make sense. You want to get every bang for your buck you can. And so what were they taking to China? You know, the the Russians are involved in the Taiwan thing, okay? The, The invasion of Taiwan is coming. And when it does come, it may not be apparent Immediately, but the Russians are heavily involved in that venture with the Chinese, and the Chinese, as well, are you know invested in certain actions that the Russians are involved in in other places like Ukraine and Syria and other other places. Okay, I mean they're partners in this whole thing. So before you receive and accept anybody's. you know, judgment on what's going on, you know, turn off the volume. Just look at what's happening. Look at visually what is happening. You know, there's planes, they're flying to China. Okay. And then they're coming back to, to Russia and then they're going back to China. So there's a lot of stuff going back and forth and, and it could have been hardware, could have been troops, could have been, uh, could have been, who knows what, you know, but, uh, the Chinese know that once they touch Taiwan, they're going to have the heat of the United States, Japan, uh, the Philippines, and other areas that are, that are nearby um, coming down on them. So whatever move they make against Taiwan is going to have to be decisive. It's going to have to be a done deal. They're not going to do it until they know that they have success wrapped up in a little bag. Okay, So... They're thinking far ahead. I mean, they always do. They think way down the road. And so, you know, I know the Russians are involved. I know the Russians are going to be involved in probably some uh, tech type of uh, operations and cutting down communications. Maybe their submarines are going to be cutting cables or whatever. You know, I don't know. But they're going to be involved. And China is also going to be, I mean, this, this, this whole thing is one giant military op, okay? So, they're going to hit Guam, they're going to hit Hawaii, Pearl Harbor. Pearl Harbor is going to happen again, you know? December 7th, 1941. Well, those guys that lived 80 years ago, during that day, and, and that time after, they had no clue that that was going to happen again, you know? I, I don't think they it, it even entered their minds, but it is gonna happen again. They're gonna take Hawaii, and they're gonna t- they're going to hit Guam with everything that they can, and they're gonna sink our ships. They're gonna sink a lot of big ships, and we're gonna hear about it from here hours or maybe a day after the fact. I mean, our news media is in such a cluster right now and so entrenched in this propaganda war against our own, their own people, you know, to coerce them into believing this or believing that. But when some serious, heavy-duty, major, gigantic tragedy like that happens, there's going to be some editors in these stations and in these news agencies that are going to say, look, we have to report this. We have to report this, and we have to get get on top of it right now, and we have to put out what is actually happening because the fear factor is going to go up like a rocket in the pants of these people, you know? And I think that's going to override any other interests they may have. And so they're going to come out and they're going to say, look, you know, we're getting reports that we've lost some ships in the South China Sea. We've lost some ships in the Philippine Sea. We've lost some ships, you know, uh, Hawaii is under attack. Guam is under attack. And San Diego is going to be having a, you know... (laughs) They're going to be having a moment, okay? Those guys in San Diego are relatively far away, but that doesn't mean they're not a target, okay? And that port is not a target. There's a lot of Navy there. There's a lot of Navy ships there. And so any place there's a Navy ship, you know, Bremerton, Washington, um, San Francisco, Alameda, all those places are going to be going into, you know, for, as far as they're concerned, is DEFCON 1, man, and they're going to be strapping down and and tightening down the the hatches real tight if they have time so when when you're looking at the bigger picture of it all it's like the time that is left before that operation begins is not very long and what I'm seeing is movements of this gear and the distraction of the Ukraine thing is sort of like a a smokescreen to cover what the Chinese and the Russians are actually doing And what they're actually doing is prepping for a larger operation against the United States. You know, Europe is, you know, to the Russians, they're looking at that. They've got it mapped out. They've got every inch of that place basically memorized. So that is not going to be such a problem for them as the logistic issue of getting everything over here to the United States when the time comes. So they're working their logistic problem. They're working their solutions to those problems in order to take what they want to take in a rapid fashion. And weaken our ability to provide any kind of, uh, you know, effective resistance against what they're going to do in Europe. Because once we're occupied with problems here, especially with uh, military gear, hardware, logistics, resources, uh, I mean, the the whole supply chain is already at a rickety State of of affairs. I mean, it's it always was a little weird, you know. If you needed a part, it would take a while. The military was kind of slow around the axle to get stuff uh, happening, you know. Um, Unless you had a really good supply officer and a supply chain, uh, you know, a really tied-in bunch of people that you dealt with all the time, and and there weren't any hiccups in the system, then everything went smooth. But if there was some little hiccup now you're talking about some really big hiccups here. Okay. One, a lot of our junk comes from overseas and the the food situation is, is in such a state that it's literally going to be hard to find bullets and beans for these guys to use. I mean, it's like, you remember that little uh, dream you had about how the guys were on some plane or something and they were all like kind of downcast and not feeling too good about what they were doing.
0: They were very somber and I have the dream up on my site for anybody who's interested. But, yeah, they were very somber. And I did a podcast on that, too. They were very somber. Um, and they looked like a lot of them, they were young. But I saw a mix of people. I saw old men, too. Older men. Yeah. And, I think
1: everybody um, they can, man. Everybody, that, like, right now that's sort of semi-retired. Some of them were crying.
0: <laughs> and, and they looked like they were putting backpacks on them, literally, with parachutes, just to, like, just throw them off the plane. Like, here's your, here's yeah. your rifle. Go, just go, just go.
1: Yeah. Because, because they're not going to believe in what they're doing partly, you know, and they know that the leadership behind them is, uh, you know, corrupt at best and not really in, has any interest in in their welfare, except to throw them, throw, throw them at the problem. And that isn't going to solve the problem. You know, I think deep down, these guys are going to know that these guys will know they're just cannon fodder, man. They're just somebody that's sticking the gap, you know?
0: Well, I think that's a pretty accurate way of putting it. Cannon fodder, that's exactly what it was like. They were just throwing them off the plane. And I don't even think it was men. From what I remember, it was women, too. So they're just going to be throwing everything. And it wasn't even just U.S. troops. I was seeing, I got the impression, like, there were British troops, Australian troops. It was whoever they could pull together because they were losing so many lives. And it was like almost a panic. So yes, they were just throwing whatever they could and cannon fodder. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And you got all this heating up, by the way, it, while there's several distractions going on here, everyone's concerned, like they're seeing all this Twitter file dumping stuff and, you know, this. Yeah. these are all, the way I look at it, either they're trying to stir the public up to get them into a civil war, or it's a distraction from something else. You always want to look where the attention isn't, and it's interesting Elon Musk is doing all this stuff, but then I read a few days ago, he was dumping his Tesla stock. Well, why is he dumping Tesla stock suddenly? That was very reminiscent of what happened just before COVID hit. There were a lot of CEOs resigning and dumping stock.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, they're probably going to head to their bunker, (laughs) you know, or whatever.
0: Well, that or they know what's going to happen with the market and they're not telling us ahead of time.
1: Yeah. All
0: right, so for those of you listening to this as part one and part two, This is going to be the end of part one, and if you tune into the second half, me and many rounds will be getting into more detail of what's coming.
1: Jesus bless you. Thanks for listening. Y'all stay safe out there and have a great week.